You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and I'm absolutely delighted, thrilled, in fact, to be joined by today's guest. It's the brilliant James Bench, one of the best in the business when it comes to covering Arsenal. Um, and James, it's been a long time since we've spoken, so I'm delighted to have you back on the show. And uh, first of all, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. It's um, It's been a really crazy few days um i've spent most of my time checking what games are happening and what games aren't it's all, all a bit mad and then you have arsenal transfers on top of it which is keeping me much busier than it should in january yeah for sure and and there's been a lot of speculation around the arsenal as there has been in most of the transfer windows i would say in recent memory and it's very difficult isn't it uh, to try and work out what is hot air and what is actually uh, something that could actually come to fruition. We've been linked with a ton of players. A ton of our players have been linked with a move away. Uh, so there's lots and lots to get into. And I know you're pushed for time, James. So let's uh, get right to it. Um, let's start off by discussing the Mesa Ozil thing, because we know that, uh, you know, he's interested and, and Fenerbahce interested in a move uh, for Mesa that would see him go to Istanbul. A lot of fans are a little bit confused about how this is going to work. So, you know, is it going to happen in January? Is it going to happen at the end of the season? What needs to happen for for us to be in a position where Messi can go in January? What's your understanding of of where we're at and how it all works? As I understand it, we're still in the position where it's right to be confused because no decision's been made, and and there are numerous options on the table. The two that have been you know most widely reported, and I know for a fact are true, are Fenerbahce and DC United. I believe that there are other teams in MLS that are interested, but I know that DC United have had lengthy talks with Ozil's people over numerous years. I am sure the same is true of Fenerbahce. We've seen them obviously publicly courting Ozil for uh, probably since he joined Arsenal. Um, there are other teams, um, certainly that in, in MLS. I've, I've heard rumours as well of, of some in Italy, um, but I can't, I can't verify that, but certainly there's stories of some in Italy as well. So, the interest is there. And I think, you know, where Ozil is at now is he's working out what the best option is for him. And that's, you know, that's his his right. He is allowed to speak to these clubs. Isn't, and Arsenal have, you know, have obviously made clear that they won't be offering him a new contract. Um, and when those proposals come together, he and his agent will um, will talk to Arsenal. And I think he and his agent know that Arsenal would be more than happy to let him go early. Um, so it's up to Ozil, really. If he wants to go early, that that's fine. Obviously, there was some comments from uh, Dr. Sogut, which suggested um, there's a bit more openness to going early. And I think that's true. I think for the right club, uh, he would move on. Remember, the MLS season starts in March, I think. So um, there's, a, you know, there is an openness to allowing Ozil to do what he wants to do now, because that's the position we're in. Um, and as everyone is saying, it's a matter of days. Uh, I would hope next week, indications I've heard, are maybe it might you know, be late next week, the week after, we get some sort of confirmation as to where Urza will be uh, going and when. It does feel, doesn't it, James? Like, And I'm one of the fans that really appreciates what Mesut Ozil can do on a football pitch. I really appreciate the player's talent. And obviously, I'll be sad to see him go. And I'm sad to see him go in this kind of way, the, the way it's all ended up. But the reality is, and, and even I can accept, it needs to happen now, doesn't it? It has been a cloud over the club for a long period of time now. So do you feel like there'll be a kind of a bit of a relief behind the scenes if they can get this deal done in January and mess it's out the door and the whole situation is just drawn a line under? Yes, but even if it even if it's not done and he's not gone in January, just having something that says, right, this is all over and we it doesn't have to be so much of a conversation. You know, successive Arsenal managers have had reason to question Mesut Ozil's performances on the training pitch. And I know that, you know, people are really emotionally invested in Mesut Ozil as a player. The truth is that, you know, everything I've heard from Arsenal, and I know that other reports will say the same thing as well, is they are that he hasn't trained up to the standard that they would want. 
Um, and obviously that will, you know, that changes, you know, if that, if that had changed uh, during lockdown and at the end of uh, at the start, of the, you know, before the start of this season, you know, maybe a different, maybe a different decision would have been made. We also all know that Arsenal would quite like him to, to have left earlier. Um, yeah. It's been a wait. It has been tough. And it's been tough for Meta Ozil as well. I think we forget that because he has still been being paid and he's obviously made the decision that he's willing to, to stick it out at Arsenal. And that's, you know, absolutely what he's entitled to do. But I do think, we, you know, we have to remember that there's a player here who wants to play football, who does have a deep connection to Arsenal and um, who, you know, he's not he's not nicking a living or anything like that. He, he turns up, he trains. If Arsenal aren't happy with him, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not training to a level he's happy with. He's doing his job. Um, and I mean, yeah, but I think everyone would probably agree. And you could see that from what his agent was saying in a couple of interviews that maybe the sooner the better. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It'll be like a cloud uh, moving away from on top of us because it has. And it does feel like every time things didn't go right at Arsenal, if every time a result uh, went south, every time there was uh, games where, you know, we struggled to maybe break people down, it always went back to, oh, well, Ozil should be back in the team. So I'm glad that, that it's coming uh, to an end. Um, James, a lot of Arsenal fans have been discussing this news that the club uh, have taken a loan from the Bank of England. £120 million. It's a short-term loan. We understand that it's uh, to help deal with the uh, revenue loss off the back of of the coronavirus, which has affected so many people, so many industries and so many lives. Um, I was asked this question earlier on, and I want to put this question to you because I think it's a really interesting one. Does the fact that Arsenal have taken this loan and I know that the money cannot be used for transfers, but, is it, but does it suggest that Arsenal as a football club aren't in a position to do major business in this transfer window? Yeah, but we should have done that anyway. We didn't know that anyway. I mean, you know, I, we've said all along, Arsenal don't have the cash reserves to, you know, let's take, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later, Buendia, if it's a reported 40 million, I don't know if it is, but if that's the fee that the Norwich want, Arsenal don't have that sort of access to that sort of money. Um, and also, we just need to na- nail down a few specifics about this loan. Not only can it not be used for uh, transfer business, it also doesn't allow the club to access other money for transfer business, which I think has been one of the more nebulous suggestions. It's got to be paid back in May. It's not, and you know, it's it, it's going to come from uh, all the, the the income sources that come then. So you have sponsorship deal with Adidas. Uh, UEFA money tends to come in May. Another transfer, Premier League money theoretically, who knows, season ticket money. Um, look, we, we say this all along. We all, all say this in our reports, and I know guys like you say this and are aware of this on your YouTube channel. Uh, no club is in the Premier League earns a higher proportion of its revenue from match day uh, earnings than Arsenal. And Arsenal have had nothing. Not only that, they actually lost extra money having 2,000 fans in the stadium for Rapid Vienna and Burnley. Both of those games took to, uh, we're at a loss. There were lost leaders to sort of show the Premier League we can be trusted to hold games. And obviously that's not, you know, that, that's not worked out as anyone would have liked. Um, it's, you know, it is a real, really tough financial circumstances for Arsenal. I think you're looking at a loss of around 200 million over the two seasons. Um, and, you know, that has had to prompt difficult decisions and, um, you know, difficult decisions on the non-playing staff, some difficult decisions on playing staff as well, um, you know, which may well happen over the years to come, at least in terms of not buying players that Arsenal and Arteta and the fans might want. So, um, look, if Arsenal sell really well, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to say that they won't make a, a permanent move for a player because they're looking to sell, they're looking to free up money on the wage bill and they're looking to free up uh, you know additional transfer money by you know getting fees for players like Mustafi uh, Socrates uh, theoretically maybe Ozil but I don't think they're going to charge anyone for that um, <laughs> you know and but I mean they're also not looking to sell um, as has been reported elsewhere they're not really looking to sell any of the young players this isn't a let's clear out the the family silver time yeah it's just it's it's tough money's really really tight um, yeah it's, it's just a, a tough situation for so many football clubs, isn't it? And we shouldn't, I think as fans, we, we need to remember that at times because it's very easy to get uh, upset at the club for what we maybe sometimes perceive to be a lack of investment. But we are going through a really, really difficult period. Um, James, you mentioned Emiliano Buendia. There were reports during the rounds yesterday that Arsenal have kind of shelved their interest in him because 
Norwich are not willing to sell and it, and if Arsenal were going to try and test their resolve, it'll probably be for a, a really big uh, amount of money and probably something that's out of Arsenal's price range. Is that your understanding of the situation with Buendia? As the likely scenario, I'm not, you know, as I say, I think it's it's very easy for Norwich to say we're not selling before a bid is on the table. Um, the one thing I would say is if that bid materialises, Norwich know that Buendia will say, I would like to talk to Arsenal. Uh, yeah. I'd like to have conversations, as I, as I reported earlier in the week. Now, I don't know if that bid will materialise, and it's a heavy price to pay um, if that's really what Norwich would demand. It's certainly something that would be out of Arsenal's reach, barring you know some um, significant changes to their finances, which I can't can't see an obvious um, avenue to. That doesn't mean the interest has cooled. He is an option that they're considering. There are other options that they're considering. I mean, you know, like Isco. Um, I know they've been linked with Julian Brandt. I don't know too much about that, I have to confess. Um, there are numerous options on their radar, and, and Buendia is a more expensive one. Um, it'd be interesting. To, I mean, it's also one that you can revive in the summer. Um, yeah. I, what I find really interesting is he plays, you know, he's spoken, Arsenal have spoken about wanting a central creative midfielder. The one question I have about Wendy is he generally plays on the right wing. Um, and we know there are um, some quite expensive, high-paid players yeah. on the right wing. But, yeah, I would not I would not imagine that this is uh, dead. You know, this is a story that will run and run because Arsenal like him. And, um, you know, Buendia would like to move there. That's two of the three boxes ticked. But if Norwich don't want to sell, it's hard for Arsenal to, to force a deal through for Buendia if he's the one they went for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your understanding of the situation uh, involving Fuller and Balogun? Um, obviously, we we heard some reports from from David Ornstein and, and various others yesterday that uh, there are he's close to agreeing a deal with a foreign club. Mikel Arteta says that the player wants to stay. He says that he wants him to stay. Now, I always thought that the agent worked for the player, so surely. If the player is desperate to stay and he's keen to stay, like Mikel Arteta says, then the agent should be trying to work out a deal. It, something doesn't add up on this for me. Well, we haven't heard following Balogun's perspective on this. And we, you know, I've never heard him say, I want to stay. Uh, obviously, Mikel Arteta believes that. Um, and there's, there's wanting to stay and then there's wanting to stay, but not being guaranteed regular game time. And look, what following Balogun wants and what an agent would advise him to get is regular first team football starting minutes there are clubs um stuttgart is one i know of i don't know if this is the club he's agreed with i know there are around a dozen teams that have expressed an interest in him um stuttgart are one of them and i know they would be looking to give him regular minutes as a starter arsenal can't do that um whatever happens with lacazette in the summer they will not be looking to hand over the keys to the attack to Nketiah or Balogun or Tyrese John-Jules. And Arteta curiously said he, he thought he could keep all these young strikers happy. This was a sort of inevitable um, reality of having three good young strikers that Arsenal look at and say they could be valuable first-team players, Nketiah, Balogun, John-Jules. Um, what I found curious was that you know, with Balogun being reluctant to sign until he got those first team commitments, Arsenal didn't really push to get a decent return for him um, last summer. As I understand it, they thought he would stay in England and they'd get money in um, in training compensation. Quite a lot. You're talking millions there then. So uh, you get another year to try and keep him and you know you get that. If he goes to Europe, that's a real big blow. And um, certainly it's looking it's looking tough. Um I would not assume that it is the agent forcing him out. This is an agent that negotiated Bakayo Saka's contract at Arsenal, uh, will be negotiating Eddie Nketiah's contract or negotiating Eddie Nketiah's future with Arsenal quite soon. Um, Iwobi as well. You know, Arsenal have good relations with with Elite Project Group. Um, I just I just think it's a simple fact of, if he wants first-team football and he, he's got a much better chance of getting it elsewhere. Um, and I think Arsenal's real failure is not kind of accepting that situation and, and looking to get good return last summer. 
Yeah, no, agreed. And and when you think about it, I know hindsight is a wonderful thing, but yeah, there was an offer on the table last summer and we could end up losing him for free. And we've spoken about the, the difficulties um, that Arsenal have got financially at the moment and it just feels like a bit of an opportunity missed. Um, let's say a big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat at the moment. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you for getting us over the 11k mark on YouTube alone uh, yesterday. It was excellent. Uh, really pleased. And a big hello uh to former arsenal man kevin campbell who's currently watching us he says uh Balogun is not ready yet so let's roll the dice if he doesn't sign then he doesn't want to be a part of the club it's all on Balogun here so uh kevin campbell i, mean, I, mean, I just yeah I, I just say in response to to kevin there as well that i mean that's exactly true it's not i i know that players get, people get really excited about young strikers but i've seen a lot of tuber poms come through arsenal and Balogun is great so is so is Nketiah. And I know Nketiah seems to be getting a lot of stick from Arsenal fans at the moment because he's he's not the new one. He's he yeah. feels a bit old fashioned. But <laughs> you know, you've got three good strikers. You, you, this was inevitable. Like, it's not the end of the world to lose a good young player. It happens to big teams all the time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin also goes on to say he won't go for free Harry as this compensation. Is it? Am I right in saying that he only go if he goes abroad? We don't get that compensation. You get less compensation. So okay. you would get um, FIFA training compensation. The fee would depend on a few things, much as the, uh, you know, uh, if he went to an English club, it would be a fee set by tribunal. Um, by way of example, Liverpool paid Dominic Solanke, uh, paid Chelsea £3 million for Dominic Solanke. I th- would suspect that Balogun would go for less than that because he's not quite as regular in the first team. Yeah. But, you, you know, you're talking over a million pounds, um, which is not what they get if he goes abroad. Cool. Good stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about Socrates uh, just quickly, James. I know you're pushed for time. Uh, Socrates is being linked with a move away from the club as well, obviously left out of the squad. Um, I think a little bit harshly. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's always displayed himself to be a, a good professional and I feel a little bit sorry for him. Um but it does look like he's on his way out. Genoa were linked. Fenerbahce were linked. What's your understanding on where we're at with Socrates? Is he going to be uh, moving on uh, during this window? Both are clubs that are interested. I think he will look to move this month. And what I've heard is he'll look to move this month just because this isn't, you know, he he's much like Ozil in a way. He's kind of in the, the latter years of his playing career. Um, this hasn't been a, a great time for him, I'm sure. And I think he wants to, you know, he wants to get back to playing. Um, I completely agree with you. He's been a really solid professional. Um, everything I've heard, he has acted with real professionalism in, in what's a tough time. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to look to move on this month if possible. Um, but still assessing his options. Genoa and Fenerbahce are among them. Um, he is, he's, he's not going to rush out of the door. That's the thing. Even if these players do look to move on, you know, they don't owe Arsenal the, the right, if they're going to get Arsenal a transfer fee, they'll, they should, they're well entitled to take their time and, and, um, pick the right option for them. So I wouldn't expect that to happen imminently, but I mean, you never know. Sure, sure. Uh, Scott Ramostafi, anything on that? Uh, we know that his contract comes to an end at the end of the season. It's made it pretty clear, I think, that he doesn't want to stay and, and that, yeah, I, you know, there were rumors of a contract offer being on the table. I don't know if that was true. Um, and he, he, there was suggestions that he decided he didn't want to stay with the club. Do you understand that we're close to doing anything with Mustafi? Is he one you expect to stay till the end of the season? I haven't heard anything about Mustafi since before Christmas. What I know is there's interest in Italy. Um, three clubs, at least, in Italy that want to sign him. Um, I believe one of them could be Roma. But a lot of them, so, so players like Mustafi, a lot of clubs look at and have on their list, but maybe not at the top of their list, but they, you know, the, yeah. the agent becomes aware, the player becomes aware. So again, it's, it's one that could be go, going a bit late. I think players like Mustafi, I, I, a few months ago, the indications were that they probably just hold out till the end of the season and go on a free then. From what I've heard, there's a kind of view that a lot, that the free agent class for this summer looks so good. I mean, you know, not just your Messies and Vinaldums, but lower down that actually it might be a bit the best idea to just get your club nailed down now and not hang around for, um, you know, for what will be a bit of a mad rush at the end yeah. of uh, June, start of July. So um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him go, but no info I've had on that since before Christmas. Brilliant stuff. Uh, James, just finally, before I let you go, mate, um, 
if you were in the hot seat at the Emirates Stadium uh, and you could only sign one player, and, and you don't have to give a specific name, but in terms of a position, what would you be looking to do? What is the priority for Mikel Arteta right now in your view? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would still probably say it comes down to that creative midfielder. I am, you know, paid up member of the Emil Smith Rowe fan club. I think he's fantastic. <laughs> I'm writing a piece on him right now. Um, but and I, the injury stuff isn't really fair. Um, he, he had one injury, RB Leipzig, um, that really carried over for a long time um, to do with his pubic bone. And then he's had a shoulder injury. It's not a fair assessment, but he needs rotation. So, yeah, uh, I would get a attacking midfielder, number 10, creative midfielder, whatever you want to call it. I'd get them on loan, though. I would not be committing money um, from next summer's budget because I think you'll see that there's some going to be some decent players available in the summer. So why get a lesser player now? So, yeah, attacking midfielder on loan, maybe Isco. I'm not crazy about him, but it'd be doable. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I've been saying it throughout the shows in these last week or so that for me, it's about if we need to plug a hole, we just plug it for now. Uh, because as you said, you know, the summer, could, things could be very, very different. And as you said, you don't want to commit your money everywhere um, or, or on the wrong player because you're rushing and you're desperate. Mm. And um, we've seen a lot of bad recruitment, I would say, at Arsenal over the last few years. And we've got to be aware of not making those same mistakes again. Um, James, thank you so much for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy at this time of year. So um, I, I thoroughly appreciate you coming on. And it was great to catch up again. How can people follow you on social media and keep up with the great work that you do? Uh, just Twitter. I can, I can just about manage to do my own Twitter. It's at James Benj. Um, apparently, people put notif- some people put notifications on. Don't do that. I tweet <laughs> a lot of rubbish. there you go check out james and uh james thank you so much mate really appreciate it all the best my pleasure thank you cheers pal bye that was the brilliant james benj from cbs sports uh formerly of football.london if you're not following james on social media make sure uh, you are um Brilliant of James to come on and give us a bit of insight into some of the the key stories involving Arsenal at the moment. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the Chronicles of Aguna channel, make sure you do so. Follow us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC. Um, Let's get some of your thoughts. Let's get some of your questions in the live comments. And I'll do my best to get through as many of those as we possibly can uh, between now and the end of the show. Quick reminder as well, uh, we're going to be doing a watch along on tomorrow's game between Arsenal and Newcastle United in the uh, FA Cup. Haven't done one of those um, on an Arsenal game in a long, long time. As some of you will know, I'm a commentator and I've got a rare Saturday off. So I thought, what better way to spend it uh, than by taking you guys through the game uh, between Arsenal and Newcastle in the FA Cup. Let's say a big hello to some of you guys in the chat, uh, to Chris Pantelli, to Raheem, uh, to Daruv. Get your questions in, by the way. Get them in the chat and we'll go through uh, a load of those now uh, for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, big thank you to Marshall, who says, great content, Harry. Thank you uh, so much, mate. Really, really appreciate it. If you haven't as well, if you haven't done it already, go over to our YouTube channel, click on the community tab and vote on that poll. We've put a poll out for some feedback, which I'd really uh, love you guys to get involved in. Uh, right, let's um, let's pick up... Um, Let's pick up what uh, some of you guys are saying here. Uh, Aditya suggesting that Draxler on loan is a decent enough signing. I know he's overkill on our transfer timeline, but a half-decent player who can plug a few holes. Not my first choice, though. The Draxler rumours have just... They've got to just disappear um, for me. You know, we've been linked with Julian Draxler for as long as I can remember. He's not a player uh, I'd be keen on bringing to the club right now. I've got to be honest with you. Um, But there are rumours again. um, Would you like to see Isco come in? As James suggested, Isco uh, could be an option on loan. He said he's not crazy about Isco, um, but he is an option. 
Uh, let's quickly round up what uh, James said. For those of you joining us a little bit later on in the programme, I'll just briefly touch on the key points uh, from what he said with regards to the Mesut Ozil thing. We expect within the next week or so to have an idea of what's going on there. There is a, a willingness on all sides uh, to get that deal done that would see Mesut Ozil join Fenerbahce straight away. Uh, he spoke about the bank loan um, and the fact that uh, you know, it isn't going to be used on transfers. Most people are aware of that, but, uh, you know, it's it seems like it's uh, from what James said and from what we've read, that it is very much uh, just to keep the club ticking over uh, during this difficult period in which, uh, and James, you know, made the point that Arsenal are really suffering from a loss of revenue um, as a result of everything that's going on. So that will hopefully help plug that gap. Uh, Socrates could be on his way. He said he's not heard much about Shkodran Mustafi. Could be that he joins somebody um, in the summer. Of course, the market in the summer is going to be a little bit strange, I think. And as James rightly pointed out, there are lots and lots of top quality players available um, or who will be available on free transfers uh, come the summer window. He also touched on the uh, Fuller and Balogun situation um, and we discussed that uh, and it seems as though Stuttgart, to James's knowledge, are the club who have uh, shown the most interest in Balogun. They've uh, made him an offer and from what James understands, he thinks that is the type of, uh, th that is the type of, uh, well, that is one of the clubs that are really serious about him. And he also went on to say that Arsenal just can't guarantee the player the game time. And that seems to be uh, the key factor in these negotiations. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's um, see uh, what we've got here. A he says, do you think we could get Chalanolu in the uh, summer? His contract um, expires in the summer. Hakan Chalanolu. Um He's a player I've got mixed feelings about, actually. I watch him sometimes and I think this guy is really talented and could really bring something to Arsenal if he was to come to the club. And I watch him other times and I think he's just missing a little something. His contract expires. He'll be available. You know, he could be an option uh, as somebody who could offer that little bit more creativity. Obviously, a very, very good set-piece taker as well is Hakan Chalanolu. So not the worst idea in the world. And as James said, um, perhaps. Arsenal would be wise to, if they do do any business in that attacking midfield area during this transfer window, they would be wise to do a loan deal, a loan deal that will allow them to still uh, proceed with their transfer plans in the summer. Uh, he said he didn't want to see Arsenal eating into that summer transfer budget because there will be a lot of good players available uh, come that time. And I think that's absolutely right. Um, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, Tofa says, if we were to move on Laka, Balogun and Eddie, we must use those funds on a proven striker. Example, Calvert-Lewin, Firmino, Ings, or even better and younger. Who would you target? It's a tough one, uh, Tofa, mate. It's a, it's a really tough one. For me, one of the players that we've been uh, linked with quite frequently and I think has the potential to go on and be a very good striker is... Is, uh, uh, is it... Uh, Odsone Edouard, I almost lost his name, uh, up at Celtic. I think he's got the ability to go on and play in a stronger league. I think it's pretty clear, though, from watching him this season that he's not 100% happy uh, with the way things are going sort of north of the border. Uh, so what will be the deal uh, with Edouard come the summer? I don't know. Uh, it looks like Celtic are not going to win the title this year. So could he be tempted away? Uh, I feel like there would have been a bit of a discussion uh, up at Parkhead which was something along the lines of, look, help us stay. Let's get our 10 in a row. And then after that, we can we can move you on. So that could be an option for me. Calvert-Lewin is, is a great player, obviously, as is Firmino, as is Danny Ings. But, you know, you're going to have to pay that Premier League premium for any of those players. And that could be a problem given Arsenal's current financial uh, situation. Uh, let's see what some of, what else some of you guys are saying. Uh JMS4NJ says, can we get an Iwobi slash Ox type fee for Enketia? I don't think so. Um, I understand why Liverpool paid what they paid for Oxlade Chamberlain because he did show signs, didn't he, of bursting into life and becoming this really powerful um, midfielder who could drive your team forward and physical. And he had so many attributes. I'd still, to this day, Scratch my head as to how we managed to get Everton to pay £35 million or whatever it was around about that mark in total 
to get Alex Iwobi. I don't think Eddie Nketiah is worth anywhere near that. And I don't expect anybody uh, to be coming in, um, you know, you know, coming in. Oh, sorry, I don't expect anybody to be coming in with that kind of fee on the table uh, for somebody like Eddie Nketiah. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Chris Pantelli says, Harry, do you really think after having to take out a loan, which says we have no money, um, us we're getting anyone this month? And I made that point, didn't I, to James? I asked James, does it suggest that we're not going to do any significant business? James was very much of the view that actually... Um, that won't be the case anyway. Arsenal are not in a position to go and do major business this window. And unless, of course, they're able to sell well uh, during this transfer window. So we're going to have to uh, see how things develop. Can Arsenal move out enough players to free up funds um, to go on and, and break the bank maybe and get who they want? I don't think so. You know, you're, you're talking about Mesut Ozil leaving on a free. You're talking about Socrates leaving on a free. You're talking about Mustafi potentially leaving. None of these players have a particularly big value. And um, I think the fact that we've taken a loan can be seen as a sign that we're struggling um, and that the transfer plans aren't major for this month. But it can also be seen as a service is there that could help Arsenal in the event that things get worse, i.e. football has to come, uh, football has to take a break again. And maybe Arsenal are, are, are making contingency plans here. Maybe they've looked at it and said, seeing as that money is available, it's probably wise if we take it. It's probably wise if we um, get that loan in, in the event that things get worse. So I don't know, you know, does it suggest that we've got no money? It could do, but it could also be Arsenal just planning uh, for for the event, uh, planning for the, sorry, Planning in case uh, things get worse again. Uh, Pat says, hi, Harry, hope you're well. I think in this window, a proven number two goalkeeper is uh, a must as well as a creative midfielder. Um, he says it is, if it's right for the club, someone like a, like Fraser Forster or a Tom Heaton, both good options, um, you know, for a backup goalkeeper. And they're the kind of backup options uh, that you would trust, wouldn't you, if they were tasked with playing four or five games in a row. Can't say that about Renarsson at the moment. And that's just my personal opinion. I don't look at Alex Renarsson and think, yeah, do you know what? Um, you're the guy who is uh, who is 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 the one we can turn to when, when something goes wrong with Bern Leno. You know, if Bern Leno misses three, four games, you, you do worry about Renarsson and his level and whether it's good enough uh, for us to continue and survive uh, with him in between the sticks. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Um, just going to pick up a few more of your comments. Uh, ben Taylor says he take Matty Ryan. Um, a few of you actually suggesting that name uh, in the live chat. Uh, ben Taylor says, I can appreciate that we are clearing the wage bill. But does that mean there will be a large transfer kitty in the summer? It doesn't necessarily, does it? Um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily. Yes, in theory, by getting some of those players off the wage bill, you would think that the club uh, would have more funds available in terms of wages to offer to new players and players that they're trying to attract to the club. But the, the other thing to remember is that Arsenal have been operating with a Champions League budget um, or, or on a Champions League budget with Europa League income for a number of years now. And that has taken its toll on the club financially. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And what that means is that, yes, we're doing a cut. We're trying to go for a cost cutting exercise right now. But does it mean that Arsenal, because they've been sort of so badly hit by that over the last few years, would then be reluctant to get themselves back up to that kind of wage budget, which means that actually we're cutting down costs. We may top those, you know, we may top it back up, but it won't be to the level that we as fans want. It will be Arsenal trying to find a middle ground in between getting the players that they need in to improve the side, but also operating at somewhere between what a Europa League club and a Champions League club can operate at um, to do that. It's, it's, it's a cost-cutting exercise at the end of the day. And your point is valid. It doesn't necessarily mean that in the summer there is going to be a ton of money on the table for Arsenal to go and do loads and loads of deals. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Ryan Tooley says, 
Harry, with Liverpool playing three centre midfielders and the creative input coming from full backs and three forwards mainly, would you like to see Arsenal follow suit instead of putting pressure on one central attacking midfielder to create? I, I, I don't think that Mikel Arteta is putting the pressure on on one central midfielder to create because he's been playing without a number 10, hasn't he, for most of the season. So I don't think Mikel Arteta's view is to is to put the pressure on everybody. I think Mikel Arteta wants to see his fullbacks create. I think he wants to see the wingers contribute and they haven't really done so with the exception of Bukayo Saka this season. So I think... Um, I, I think that you make a valid point. Liverpool do it in a very different way. Uh, Liverpool, I think, play a, a very different style of football, though. I think Liverpool is very much rock and roll football, you know, high intensity, high pace, speed, um, you know, moving the ball quickly. Mikel Arteta is a little bit more from the school of Pep Guardiola and the philosophy is very, very different. You look, in an ideal world, you'd want to get a, a central midfielder who can create, but also can put a shift in, also can press, also can do the work. You hope that that's going to be a Millsmith road down the line. But obviously, we recognise that it's still very early on in a Millsmith road's career. And therefore, um, it might be wise to get in another option. But thank you for your, your question. It's a really good point as well. Um, let's see what uh, so what else you guys are saying. In the live chat, Louis Robson says, can we still finish top four? What is your thoughts on the season? Whew, interesting. Um, it's not impossible for Arsenal to finish in the top four, but I, I think we'll fall short. I've got to be honest, but my view has not changed uh, from the start of the season. My view at the start of the season was very much that I still felt that although you know, Arsenal had made some strides under Mikel Arteta. Obviously, the FA Cup uh, painted a much more positive picture at the back end of last season. I still felt that the top four would be slightly out of our reach. My goal and ambition for Arsenal uh, this season, and call this unambitious, call it whatever you want, but my realistic goal for Arsenal was to get closer um, was to get closer to the top four. We had to be there or thereabouts, at least in the picture. And we haven't been uh, for a couple of seasons now. So, yeah, um, you know, that that is my ambition. It's not impossible for Arsenal to get into the top four, but I don't think it's a given and I don't think it'll be easy. I think it's still a mightily big task for Mikel Arteta to find the level of consistency uh, from this group required to do that. Uh, Teja says, Harry, would you dump Willian in the summer uh, if we received a decent offer? Absolutely. Based on his performances so far, I would. If Willian is to turn it around, my view would change. Um, I'd actually play Willian tomorrow uh, in the FA Cup game. I think he and Nicolas Pepe, they need to play their way into form. Um, that if he can turn it around, great. I understand the logic behind bringing him in. It was to bring some much needed uh, experience. Um, into that front line, a front line that is, when you look beyond the Bamiang and Lacazette, very inexperienced, Martinelli, Smith, Rose, Saka, they're all very inexperienced players, Reese Nelson. Um, so yeah, I understand why they brought him in. It just hasn't really worked though now, up to now, has it? Um, it just really hasn't worked. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Uh, Aditya says, should we get Gaeta from Crystal Palace on a free next summer? He's on a free great keeper, high shot saving percentage, only downfall is he's not HG, homegrown, I think that means. Um, yeah, he'd be an option. He'd be someone that I trust a hell of a lot more than Alex Renarsson, that's for sure. Um, I feel like I've given Renarsson a lot of stick on the shows um, in the last couple of days, and I don't really mean to do that. Um, it's not personal. I just, I'm just not sure he's up to the standard uh, required. Rydog asks, any news on Nelson? It's all quiet on the Reese front. It is very quiet at the moment on the Reese Nelson front. We understand that his omission from the squad of late has been as a result of some some injury problems, um, some fitness issues. We thought that maybe it was kind of all pointing to the fact that he was going to head out on loan this uh, during this transfer window. But there is no news on that at the moment. There is no update on that. So uh, we'll have to stay a little bit patient uh, with regards to Reese Nelson and see. Uh, what is going to happen? True uh, Goodness says, how about Aston Villa's goalkeeper? He looks world-class. You know what? I can't put my finger on what, on who, but he reminds me of someone. He really, really does. <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. Uh, SLD going back to Reese Nelson says, do I think Reese Nelson should go out on loan? I absolutely do. Um, 
whatever my opinion on Reese Nelson, it is becoming abundantly clear that in Mikel Arteta's eyes, he's not quite ready. Um, he's not quite ready at all. And because of that, I think that it would just be better for all parties, wouldn't it? If he just went out on loan. I mean, what's the point in keeping him around? You know, if he's if he's not going to play, um, you know, he's obviously a player with talent. He's obviously a player with ability, but we need to we need to find a way of of unlocking that, of getting that out um, of him. And and unfortunately, with him sitting around, you know, not playing games, not being involved. I, I don't think there's any benefit from that. And I think if Arsenal see Reese Nelson as someone for the long term, then you loan him out, you get him playing football and hopefully he can come back a better player with with more confidence, more experience and, uh, and more minutes. just want to touch on uh, some comments from William Saliba, um today regarding his move, obviously, away from the club. Um you know, he, he's, he's moved on. He's joined Nice on loan until the end of the season. And uh, there were some comments that he made, tweeted actually uh, by James Benz, who was on the show with me earlier on. If you, you're just joining us uh, on the live, check it out. Rewind it back. Some really good insight from James. He says, William Saliba uh, in his introductory press conference said this, my first six months, and he's talking about at Arsenal, were difficult because I was coming for, from six months where I wasn't able to train because I was at home and couldn't train outside, couldn't play. I arrived there as they were finishing the league season, so I was training alone. As soon as they came back from holidays, we quickly had the first friendly matches where I lacked rhythm and was a bit insufficient physically. The coach immediately told me that I was not ready. I would have at least liked to have a chance to rediscover my rhythm, but this is football. It's like that. So you can see that William Saliba is a little bit disappointed just by the tone of those comments with the way things have worked out for him at Arsenal Football Club to date. But he also acknowledges that physically and in terms of his performances, he wasn't quite where he needed to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought those were really interesting comments. Let me know your thoughts uh, on wh what William Saliba has had to say in the comments. And we'll discuss uh, those, if not later on in this show, uh, on, an, on on one of the next ones. Uh, let's pick up a couple more questions. Arjit says, Harry, do you think we will get a central attacking midfielder considering Buendia's high price in the club? Calling their interest in Isco. Do I think we'll get one? No. Um, maybe I'm being negative. Look, it, this is more complicated for me. If we're going to get the wrong one, then I'd rather we don't do it. If we're going to look for someone to, to plug a hole, I'd rather we don't do it now. If it's going to cost us money, which every deal does, if it's going to cost us a significant amount of money, I should say, then I would rather Arsenal waited until the summer um, to, and went out and got the right player. I don't want to stop gap. You know, it is a loan whereby someone comes in for six months, but we're having to pay a big fee and a significant chunk, maybe all of their wages. Is that going to hinder us financially in the summer? Quite possibly. And I feel like right now we've we've got to be looking at the long term. We're, we're going for a rebuild at Arsenal and that rebuild is going to be slow. It's going to be painful at times. Um I'm not con I'm not 100% convinced on Buendia. I'm not convinced on Isco either. Not because I don't rate Isco as a footballer. I just don't know if he'd settle in quick enough for it to be worth our while. You know, you bring him in on a six-month loan deal. It takes a couple of months to get acclimatised with everything. Then what's the point? Um, particularly if you're forking out a fee and, and what will no doubt be big wages for someone who's been at Real Madrid for all those years. Um Let's pick out uh, some more questions from the chat. Ashwin Anne, who joins us via Twitter, says, do you think Aubameyang and Lacazette have the same chemistry on the pitch as they do off it? You, you could argue that they don't, you know, but the other side to that debate and the other side to that coin is that actually, you know, would it show if they played as a front two? With Aubameyang playing from the left and Lacazette through the middle, does it really work? You know, you, maybe the chemistry should still shine through. Maybe you should still be able to see it. I don't know. Um, but I think that if you played them as a front two, you might see a bit more of that. And no Arsenal manager uh, so far, or since they've been at the club, obviously, um, has been willing to try that, has been willing to do that. So 
uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to wait and see uh, what the situation is on that. Um, keep your questions coming in. Uh, keep hitting the like button. Keep subscribing to the channel if you haven't already. It is uh, really really important. We'd love um, we'd love to get your support. Um, as I said earlier on. Go and check out the uh, the poll that I put in the community tab yesterday. Vote on it. Leave us your feedback. And don't forget uh, that on Saturday, 5.20 p.m., we'll be bringing you a live watch along of the game between Arsenal and Newcastle in the FA Cup. If you haven't uh, seen it from my Twitter account, I am a commentator and I've got a rare weekend off. So I'm going to commentate for you guys right here on the Chronicles of Aguna, on the game between Arsenal and Newcastle. All my bias will be coming through, no doubt about that, but I'll be trying to bring you uh, some detailed analysis on the game as well as it unfolds. So come and join me for that. Even if you're watching the game on TV, uh, we'll have a little clock so you'll be able to sync up the times and you could join us uh, for the coverage. So yeah, would love to have you guys uh, with me and watch the game in your company. Um, let's see uh, what else we've got here. Going to pick up a couple more uh, before we jump off this evening. Harish Kumar says, Harry, thoughts on Papu Gomez on loan until the end of the season? I like Papu Gomez. I think he's a really talented player. Um, I think Atalanta, as as my good friend Vittorio said on Simply Serie A this week, if you haven't checked that out already, please do so. Uh, Vittorio said that Atalanta will be looking um, for a fee. So, you know, I find it unrealistic, really, that Papu Gomez would be allowed to let would be allowed to join Arsenal um, on uh, would be allowed to join Arsenal on a loan deal. I think that Papu Gomez will probably stay in Italy, and I think, to be honest, if if Inter are able to move on Christian Eriksen this window, he could become a real option for them. And I think a lot of the top Italian clubs will have been very impressed by what they've seen from Papu Gomez over the last few seasons. And I think there'll be a lot of interest uh, on the peninsula and I don't expect him uh, to leave Italy, if I'm honest. Um, Louis asked if we're going to be streaming again. No, I'm going to be here as I am now um, and I'll be commentating on the game for you guys and we'll try and get you some sound effects in as well uh, so you get a full experience. Uh, ben Taylor says, am I better than the BT Sport commentators? If I was, I'd be on BT Sport, but I'm not, no. Um, but I try and we're still learning. So, uh, yeah, come and check it out. Hola um, Donkey, I love this name. Says, Harry, you and Hugh Wizzy, great commentators and voices. Thank you so much, mate. Hugh Wizzy's fantastic as well. Love his channel. Um, it's a really, really good channel and one that I've been watching for years and years. Um <laughs> I love this bit of irony here from Billy Kilgallen. We're crying out for a number 10. Would you take Ozil on a six-month loan if Fenerbahce let him go? <laughs> brilliant stuff. Uh, brilliant stuff. Don Giovanni says Sumare uh, would be a great sign-in. So lots of live comments uh, still coming through. Lots of great opinions. Um, Carrie Tannin says, can we forget Ozil after he has gone? Yeah, we can. Uh, but he's not gone yet. He's not gone yet. That's the, that's the uh, reality of it. Right. Start spamming the chat. Let me know where it is that you are joining us live from right now. And I'll give you guys a shout out before we go. Let's check in actually uh, on the likes while you guys do that. Fill up the chat box. Um, let us know where it is you're joining us from. Let's have a quick look on the, the likes to see where we are uh, right now. I can see on YouTube alone, uh, there's over 237 of you watching. Uh, loads more on Twitter, loads on Periscope. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, but we've only got 81 likes on uh, on YouTube. Let's get up to 150. Come on, guys. There's enough of you watching. It shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, right. Let's. Um, and, and it's free as well. Don't forget, it's free. It's free to hit the like button. Right. Let's give you guys some shout outs and uh, let the rest of the listeners know where it is you're joining us from. Charlie joins us from Malta, SLD, South Africa. Manas is in D.C. Um I hope you're staying safe in DC, mate, after everything that's gone on in the last few days. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Mr. Big Red joins us from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Car A79 is in Karina, Bahrain. Pat is in Waterford, Ireland. Uh, we've got Cypriot Guna in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, no bias there. Carrie's in Espo, Finland. Uh, Mr. J uh, Tablazon is in Blackpool. Uh, Louis is in Sunderland. Aditya is in India. Um, 
He also says, I hope you do a better job than the BT commentary. Come and join me and you'll find out. And then maybe you can join me for future games if you like what you hear. Uh, uh, T. New Coleman joins us from Calgary um, in Canada. Uh, I'm not sure what that says. It's Russian. Is it Russian? Um, is your name Gregory? Grigori? I'm just trying to try it looks similar to greek letters that's how i've got to that conclusion i've not just made it up um but I, i'm not sure what that means uh so apologies um for that uh, ole jacob helgerson joins us from norway jay levy joins us from belgium alexander joins us uh, joins us from brazil uh we've got munib in Kashmir. um douglas joins us uh, he says big up the chronicles good show with curtis the other day buddy thank you so much and curtis will be on this channel on Monday as well. Uh, so I look forward to welcoming him. Uh, Sandeep in the Seychelles. Uh, we've got a big shout out to Big Rob Graphics and Computer Solutions. Join us from Jamaica. Um, Tofa's in DC. Uh, Feredun is in Canada, Ontario. Uh, we've got Malaysia. We've got Kenya. We've got Lahore. Um, Bangalore. Um Big hello for, to Thomas Green. Thank you for your kind words, mate. Um, do, 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 do. What else? What else? What else? We got Clement Kuko joins us from Borneo, Indonesia. And Mario Smith joins us from Jamaica. Just finally, I've got to pick up this one. Francis, all the way from, all the way in Edmonton, England. Shout out to the Arsenal fans. Let's hope for a better season. Just down the road, Edmonton, not far from me at all. Uh, Mizoram and uh, Fergus joins us from the centre of the universe right that brings me to the end of this live edition of the chronicles of aguna don't forget join me tomorrow from 5 20 10 minutes before kickoff live watch along live commentary of arsenal versus newcastle united in the fa cup right here come and join me subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and uh, go and vote on that poll in the community tab just like i told you to we'll be back very very soon with more in fact we'll be back tomorrow until then take care of yourselves all the best bye You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.